0: Be on the run with your host, Eddie Halme. This is your daily Bible blast, the perfect fit for your busy life. Just one chapter, one revelation. This will change your life. TYB on the Rumble, welcome to the book of Isaiah. Again, I'm so excited to Bible blast you (laughs) with a chapter, um, a day, and we're just going through Isaiah. We're going to take our time in Isaiah. This is such a beautiful prophetic book. Some people are scared of the Old Testament. You know, oh, I don't want to have a look at the Old Testament because I'm scared of the Old Testament God. We're going to have a look at the Old Testament God, Yahweh, and how incredibly amazing and beautiful and just and kind He is. So let's jump into Isaiah. Let me read it over you. The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear me, you heavens. Listen, earth, for the Lord has spoken. I read children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Woe to the sinful nation a people whose guilt is great, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. They have forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and bruises and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. Your country is desolate. Your cities burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before you, laid waste as when overthrown by strangers. Daughter Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard, like a hut in a cucumber field, like a city under siege. Unless the Lord Almighty had left us some survivors, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. Hear the word of of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of your God, you people of Gomorrah, the multitude of your sacrifices. What are they to me? Says the Lord. I have more than enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you? This trampling of my courts. Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations, I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. They've become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I'm not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See how the faithful city has become a prostitute. She once was full of justice, righteousness used to dwell in her, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your choice choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels, partners with thieves. They all love bribes and, and chase after gifts. They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. The widow's case does not come before them. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the mighty one of Israel declares, "Ah, I will vent my wrath on my foes and avenge myself on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you. I will thoroughly purge away your dross and remove all your impurities. I will restore your leaders as in the days of old, your rulers as at the beginning. Afterwards, you will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion will be delivered with justice, her penitent ones will with righteousness, but rebels and sinners will both be broken and those who forsake the Lord will perish. You will be ashamed because of the sacred oaks in which you have delighted. You will be disgraced because of the gardens that you have chosen. You will be like an oak with fading leaves, like a garden without water. The mighty man will become tinder and his work a spark. Both will burn together with no one to quench the fire. Welcome to the book of Isaiah. (laughs) We have really uh, got to immerse ourselves in the beautiful imagery of this book. Now, I know sometimes when we read the Bible, we can kind of disassociate ourselves and not understand the the imagery, the use of vineyard. Did you feel the, the sense of trees and the sense of Zion and all this beautiful imagery? But as we read this text, I was hoping to get this understanding and this this amazing understanding of our God, because Yahweh is a passionate God. I don't know when God became this boring, non-emotional God that's not allowed to get angry and he just has to sit up there and put up with it. My God has so much emotion and so much passion and he creates us like that. He creates us passionate beings that when his heart gets broken, his heart gets broken. And in Isaiah, let me start from the beginning. Isaiah 1, the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Basically in the Old Testament, guys, this is a way of um, dating your text. Okay? Today what we do is we put a date on it, you know, 28th of January 2021 or whatever it is. But in this time, you dated your texts by the kings that were in reign. So what we could do in this study is go, oh, okay, I can jump back to one and two kings and I can have a look at Isaiah, Jotham and Ahaz uh, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and I can have a look in the timeline where they are. Now, if I have a look at a prophetic timeline, when Isaiah is prophesying, we are right at the moment. Now, the second thing I want to notice before I start this, is kings of Judah, meaning what? Meaning that in the prophetic books it's going to be kings of Judah or kings of Israel. It's a separated kingdom at this time. I know that Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah are when the kingdoms were separated. I also know that they're kings of Judah, meaning that they're they're the kings of the two tribes You know, remember way back when the tribes were separated, 10 tribes and 2 tribes? They are the 2 tribes of Judah, and the 10 tribes became the kingdom of Israel. This is 2 divided kingdoms, northern and southern, Israel and Judah. Now, I know that these kings are the kings of Judah, and I know that the kings of Judah at this time are in a really bad place. Uh, Israel at this time, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, are around the time where Israel. Has fallen or is is in the middle of this time where Israel is about to fall to Assyria. Assyria is about to come in and completely annihilate Israel and take Israel into exile. Now, the 10 tribes of Israel were taken into exile in about uh, um, 740 BC, which um, about, yeah, 733 BC. And then we have Judah, the tribe of Judah, remains and it keeps going, and they weren't actually taken into exile until about 587 BC. So you have this time where only Judah remains, and Isaiah is prophesying into this time. So his prophecies are going to be urgent to Judah. His prophecies are going to be if you don't keep going, what is about to happen, happening, and has happened to Israel because he prophesies across the time. He prophesies before Israel is taken into exile, as Israel is taken into exile, and after Israel is taken into exile. He's prophesying across that boundary. He's saying what you are watching, Judah, because he's not prophesying to Israel. It's quite amazing. He's prophesying to the tribes of Judah, and he's saying what you are watching your brothers happen, what you are watching beware cuz you are just as bad as they are and this warning of if you don't repent and if you don't get it right be very careful so as we go through top line is always going to date it okay so we we get the date and we've kind of got through, got where we are in the in the timeline what is happening he says did you feel it did you feel this passion straight away. Hear me, you heavens. Isaiah is not mucking around. (laughs) We've got this prophecy. Now I know sometimes when you read the prophetic books, you're like, oh, they're so intense. And they're so, well, you know what? They're intense and passionate because they are trying to save the people of Israel and the Judah and this remnant. They're trying to save the people of Israel going through all of this stuff. And it's crazy. They're like, please do not do not listen to what God is saying. What is a prophet in this time? A prophet in this time is a messenger of God. God would give these prophets messages and they would say it to the kings. They would say it to the people. And you can see in the Bible that most of the time people rejected the prophets. We're going to have a look at Isaiah as we as we journey through. And I'm going to tell you bits and pieces about Isaiah. Sometimes they listen. Most of the time they don't. And the key to what we are going to go through is Repentance. God doesn't ask them to completely make up and and make up for what you were doing and, and work. And he says, just simply repent and change your ways. Let's have a look. Hear me, you heavens. Listen, earth. Can you feel the sovereign declaration of this? Can you feel the, as you read this, and as I read it again to you, can you feel that he's talking to the heavens, he's prophesying to the heavens, and he's prophesying to the earth? This is the cosmic nature of Isaiah's prophecy. It's not just, hey, you know, Hezekiah, I'm talking to you personally. He's like, I am prophesying this into the nations and into the earth. Hear me, you heavens, listen, earth. For the Lord has spoken. Can you feel this declaration? It's not like, oh, I feel like the Lord's saying this. No, it's a declaration and authority. I read children and brought them up. Firstly, you've got to remember that God is the father of this nation and he is very angry at the way his, his children are acting because it doesn't reflect him. And it's not that they're they're not, you know, it's not this horrible God that's going, how dare you act like that. They are actually being really horrendous and we're going to hear this. He says, I I read children and brought them up, but they rebelled against me. He's heartbroken. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger. But Israel does not know, and my people do not understand. He's saying they have completely offended me. They've completely rejected me. Even a donkey knows his master, and Israel doesn't know that I'm their master. Woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. They've forsaken the Lord. They've spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Can you hear the heartbreak of Yahweh? He's saying, I have done everything I can, but now I'm actually gonna have to smack them and send them into exile. I'm actually gonna have to do it because he's and he's talking to but Israel. He's saying, Israel, you know what? You you were my child and I brought you up, but now your behaviour is just unacceptable. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and bruises and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. Can you hear He's saying, you are just a beaten, broken mess and you won't even allow me to come and heal you. You won't even allow me to bandage or soothe your oil because you are so rebellious in your heart. Your country is desolate. Your city's burned with fire. You're being your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before you laid waste he 's kind of prophesying what 's about to happen. Love his daughter Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard. Can you hear the agriculture? Can you hear the language of the time like a hut in a cucumber field, like a city under siege, unless the Lord Almighty had left us some survivors, We would have become like Sodom. We would have become like Gomorrah. Isaiah is prophesying, and he 's saying even though you have rebelled against God, even though you are you are like a child that is acting horrendously and you have rejected your king and your master. He's saying even though that, he's saying unless the Lord Almighty has left stuff, even in that midst, God had a salvation plan. Even in that midst, there is a remnant. Even in that midst, you can kind of feel this remnant of hope. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of your God, of our God, you people of Gomorrah, the multitude of your sacrifices. Who's he talking to here? We can get quite confused. Sodom and Gomorrah, we always think are the enemy, you know, and oh, they're, the, they're the people that aren't, aren't God's people and he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. But here he's saying, let me keep reading why I think he's talking about the people of Israel. One, he says it in the beginning, but he says this. He said, the multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? I have more than enough of burnt offerings. And he's saying they're sacrificing to him, but they're sacrificing without heart. Let me keep reading it. Um, I have no pleasure in blood of bulls and lambs and goats when you come to appear before me. So these people are appearing before him as their God, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts. Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. He's like, you're doing all the right things. You're you're acting as though you're sacrificing your offerings and you're doing all the right things you're offering, but your heart is not with me. Wow. How convicting is that? I feel like, you know, there's this essence in this, guys, of, okay, what can I get this out of this for me? Because he's talking to Israel, but what can I get out of this for me? Am I attending church and doing everything and and offering all this stuff and, and working so hard for God, but my heart is actually callous. My heart is actually rebellious. My heart is actually, like he's saying, he would rather you stop all the sacrifices and deal with your heart. He doesn't need all the sacrifices is what he's saying. I want your heart. Your incense detestable, your festivals. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. He said, please stop gathering in my name for your festivals because they mean nothing. Your new moon feasts, your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. (laughs) What really incredible moment is these are the things that God put in place. These are God things that because they have doing them with this disgusting, rebellious heart. And we're about to hear what they're doing in behind the scenes because it's a show. God's like, please stop it. It it actually means nothing to me. They've become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Oh my goodness. Even when you offer many prayers, I'm not listening. (laughs) Your hands are full of blood. He's saying, I'm not listening because um, you you know uh, that I'm a hateful God. No, he's saying, I'm not listening because your heart and your hands are full of blood. He's saying, you're actually not a very nice person. You're actually so corrupt in your heart. You're actually on show. When you are there, he's saying, Israel, you now are a whitewashed tomb. You look good. You're doing all your festivals. You're doing all your stuff. You you look amazing. but..." Deep down inside your heart is rebellious you you are the way you act around other people are wrong Wow he says. And can I say in every moment we're going to go through this as we go through Isaiah, he will tell them what's wrong, he'll tell them he's hard, he'll say, I am heartbroken here, he'll be very honest, this is Yahweh, he's very honest with his heart and he's very honest with how he's going to act. He's, he, and he says, you know what, I'm going to smack you on this one, you, you're going to get a smack because this is not Right. And it's not, and he says, look, I don't want it. he gives you how he thinks and what he's about to do, but he always gives a redemption. He always gives a remnant. He always gives a way out. And he says this, wash and make yourselves clean. How, what, the, what is the way out? Take your evil deeds out of my sight and stop doing wrong. Learn to do right and seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widows. He said, stop. It's not all about you. It's not all about your offerings and your burnt offerings. How about you actually do what I'm asking you to do? Repent, clean your heart, get your purity back, get your humility back and take care of others. Wow. Come now, let us settle the matter. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be shall be as white as snow. Remnant Jesus. This is this Jesus moment where he knows that even though these people can't do it right now, he's saying, I see a future. I see Christ that's going to wash them of this sin. I see Christ and he prophesies this. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool, which is white. If you are willing and obedient, he said, it's actually got nothing to do with your works. It's about your obedience and your willingness. You will eat the good of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Can you hear the responsibility? Because some people in the Old Testament, are like God is, is is judgmental and he punishes his people. God never punishes his people. Um, it, it, let me give you an example. It's like a parent that says, don't do it. I'll, if you do it, I'm going to smack you because it's not right. Don't do it. Don't. Hey, if you put your hand on that on that um, stove, it'll get burnt. Don't do it. And he ends up smacking them, and everyone like, how dare he punish them? God, time and time and time again, says, repent, change your ways. Your actions are disgusting. Change your ways. You're not reflecting me. Change your ways. And then when he does actually do what he said he was going to do. People blame God rather than, well, wait a second. Why didn't they repent and change their ways? The responsibility is on them to repent. God's opened the door; it's up to them to walk through that door. It says, "See how faithful the city has become a prostitute." Now he's prophesying. He's saying, "This is what's about to happen." She once was full of justice, righteousness used to dwell in her, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your choice wine is diluted. With. And he's saying, "It's, it's even in your cities." Your rulers are rebels, partners with these, They all love bribes and chase after gifts. They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the mighty one of Israel, he's saying, look, you don't realize how powerful I am. If you knew that I was the mighty one of Israel, you would not act like this it's like knowing that God is so supreme and so powerful that you have a reverence and awe that you are not going to act like that. Can I say that if your reflections and your behavior is is like this, you don't care and about sin, maybe you need a revelation of how big and powerful your God is. Maybe your God has become small and like a best friend rather than the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, you don't know me as the, the Lord almighty, the mighty one of Israel, but let me tell you, you're about to. He says, I will vent um, vent my wrath on my foes and avenge myself on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you. He's like, you know what? You're going to get a smack. I will thoroughly purge away your dross and remove all your impurities. I will restore your leaders as in the days of old, your rulers. Again, he says, I'm going to give you a smack, but there's always a remnant. There's always a, a hope. There's always this beautiful moment. There's always redemption in God's plans. Afterwards, you will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Why? Because he's not punishing them for punishment's sake. He's punishing them so that they can reflect God's glory. He's punishing them so that it's more like a smack to say, don't do that. That does not reflect the city of righteousness. That does not reflect Yahweh, the good God. Zion will be delivered with justice, her penitent ones with righteousness. He's saying those who repent, they'll be delivered with righteousness. There's always a door. But rebels and sinners will, will both be broken and those who forsake the Lord will perish. You will be ashamed because of the sacred oaks in which you have delighted. You'll be disgraced because of the gardens that you have chosen. You'll be like, can you hear this beautiful garden imagery? Oh my gosh, study it. You'll be like an oak with fading leaves, like garden without water. The mighty man will become tinder. You know, tinder is, 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 is that small stick that, that, that burns and his work a spark. Both will burn together both with no one to quench the fire. This beautiful opening chapter of Isaiah. I have to say when you study Isaiah, most most people don't study Isaiah 1 because they jump to the the really famous ones, Isaiah 60. But I love this moment where it's a bang, it's a sharp, it's straight in, it's God's heart. You are going to hear God's heart as we read and study Isaiah. You're going to hear the understanding that God always has a door. Repentance is the door and always has a promise on the other side of that door. And it's not God's responsibility to shove people through the door he wants them to change their ways and display his glory cannot wait to study Isaiah with you